welcome to the A24 Oscars. I'm your host, Eric Kiska. Tonight, we will be giving out awards for our favorite movies, actors, and screenplay writers for the 2015 year of A24. Let's head down to the red carpet, shall we? Kelly! Kelly! I love stop, that. Stop, stop. Put your cameras away. I love Put that Versace dress. Away. No flash photography. That Versace dress is amazing. I know. Why do you think I wore it? <laughs> what are cameras, you drinking no tonight, flash Kelly? Photography. Yes, it is Kelly tonight. <sighs> please, please, can I get another Woodford? Thank Woodford. you. <laughs> what? What are you drinking tonight? And are you excited? I'm so excited to be here. I'm just over the top, over the moon. I have no idea what I'm wearing, though. Um, it might not be very famous, but it's it's something. But I'm drinking tonight uh, the Knob Creek, a single barrel select bourbon, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Because like I've often said, there's many questions in life, and they are all answered with bourbon. So thank you. Is that your bodyguard <laughs> behind you? Cole? Cole? <laughs> Hello, this is Cole Willie Whitlaw Gibson, world-renowned bodyguard. Uh, tonight I'm repping some Outlaw Pinball merch to represent the pinball gang out there. Uh, I'll be drinking some High West Whiskey High Country Limited Edition American Single Malt because I'm feeling fancy tonight. And last but not least, we have, uh, is that a, a stagehand over there? Uh, oh, Blaze, Blaze Ryan. There, there he is. Yeah, what do you want? I'm on my lunch break. Uh, I had to shit up all night. Uh, what's what's up? It's Blaze Fitzgerald Ryan first. I'm drinking Coors Light, because you know me by now. Uh, go fuck yourself. Hey, welcome to 824. Hey! You know me by now. <laughs> well, here are the A24 Oscars. The, wow. The, the day everybody's intro, been waiting for. Hell of an intro. That was beautiful. <laughs> I, I did not plan that with uh, Kelly over there. But, yeah. No. So, anyway, sorry for ear fucking everyone, but uh, these are the A24 Oscars. And uh, Spoiler, why don't we get right ahead. to our nominees? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been a great year of uh, 2000, 2015, A24. I I definitely think we've seen a progression in A24. They, they won their first Oscars this year, actually. Ex Machina won for Best Visual Effects. Room won for Best Actress. And, yeah, it was a big step forward. And in, Amy uh, won for Best the, Documentary. Yes, yep. Big step forward for the A24 distribution studio. So, I think I'm going to start out with the best screenplay, original or adapted. Drum roll. So our nominees for best screenplay are Alex Garland for Ex Machina, Emma Donahue for Room, Noah Baumbach for While We Are Young, John McClane for Slow West, and The End of the Tour for Donald Margules. Uh, and what we're gonna do, we're gonna go around one by one uh, and people are going to pick a nominee. They're going to explain, you know, in a, just a few sentences why they thought it was the best. And uh, I will tally up the votes and we will announce a winner. So why don't we start with Kevin for best screenplay, original or adapted? Well, thank you very much. Um, 
I think it's an excellent place to start with the screenplay. Not often do we look at it um, from a, when you look at the end of a movie, you're kind of like, wow, that was great from a visual standpoint, from an actor standpoint, but you really have to look at how we got to that movie in the first place. And you have to adapt something, right? Whether it's the author's work, whether it's a, a work of fiction, real life, whatever it may be. And the movies that you all listed off all are kind of unique and original in their own right. And there's a reason that we nominated them. Uh, I feel like we need to kind of go down the list a little bit for all of our opinions in order us to show what we pick in the end. Um, so Ex Machina clearly uh, is, you know, up there is one of the most original. Uh, we talked about uh, the idea of AI and how it kind of was a groundbreaker in some of those uh, cinematic genres. Uh, the Room was based off of a novel, well done, well adapted, well um, renowned novel. Uh, while we were young, uh, it was just you know well put together, something that made us talk a lot. It was one of those movies that we really enjoyed discussing. Uh, Slow West, I think, was really well put together Sucked. from start to finish. And uh, that might be the divisive factor between all of this, right? I talked about during my review of Slow West how I really enjoyed it. It felt like I was reading a story or watching a story unfold in front of me. And, of course, the end of the tour, which is a movie that I didn't even know was based on real things until I get to the end of it. So that means it's got to have a good screenplay if it's convincing me that these characters are, are real life, even though they're uh, you know made up on the screen. But I'm going to go ahead and take my first stab at the one that no one else is going to support. I have a feeling, and I'm going to go ahead and pick John McClane for Slow West for Best wow. Screenplay. Wow. I have really enjoyed the entire story from start to finish. Uh, I thought that the uh, storyline itself... Was kept me engaged. It was an interesting taste on a Western. Um, while there was some criticisms on the way that they approach it from a film standpoint, I really enjoyed the little bits of the story from start to finish, and that's why it wins for me. So thank you. All right, we got one vote for Slow West. Up next, let's go to Cole. Yeah, so uh, Kevin, love you, man, but what are you fucking thinking picking Slow West? It just blows my mind. I sent you a plethora <laughs> of good westerns and you still think that this is a good western blows my mind hey blows my mind leave me and my opinion alone sir <laughs> i think that, uh, it was among uh, the f- choices and i picked the one i liked so, yeah yeah it was among the choices yeah, it was definitely <laughs> i mean i'm not talking about the best western of all time or the best screenplay of all time i'm saying out definitely. of these ones i like that screenplay the most yeah, it was definitely of all the choices. It was one of them. <laughs> it, it was definitely a movie that took place in 2015, produced or directed or made by A24. Hundred percent. Cole's the only one who there. gets to make fun of my pick for the rest of this, by the way. So, um, so I um, it, this one was kind of hard, but when I really like sat down and thought a lot about it, my pick for the best uh, screenplay is going to be End of the Tour, just because of. The way that they developed the characters and like Kevin said, I also didn't know that this was based off a book or real life event or stories and the characters were so well done. And the movie, like the actual film itself, there's nothing like super crazy or visually striking or anything. It's all the dialogue and all the conversations between these two that is so, so good. And I think they were able to put it into the, you know, a film and make it still so entertaining and so, uh, thought-provoking and make you entranced so that's my vote that's uh two for uh end of the tour zero for slow west (laughs) (laughs) kelly (laughs) kelly i I was looking at this list and it's a great list of nominees 
except for slow west uh, sorry kevin ooh. i had to do what just one uh, thing it's not oh at boy. you but i just look at these movies and the way that they are all written and i feel like i could read all of them in book form and like thoroughly enjoy it as i did with all these movies as well that said i was going back and forth between three of them so my runner-ups if i could even touch on them are for surprisingly ex machina and room both of them really great stories but i actually am in the same boat as cole where i think the end of the tour is our strongest screenplay here for a lot of the same reasons it's not only is it just really dialogue heavy so that gives it a lot for me just to imagine as a screenplay but the topics that are covered and the way that they approach all of them i think is so refreshing and that why that's why it gets uh, my vote all right we got blaze up next let's see if we have any continuation here yeah a lot of uh, a lot of heavy hitters on this list uh for sure i think they're all um very diverse in their own right and they all definitely weave a great story for me it was really between two movies and I just had to go with my gut, and I'm going to say uh, I'm going to go with Alex Garland for Ex Machina. I think the themes within the story on the podcast itself, I talked about layers and how you could literally like go in any direction based on you know a few simple ideas and how much uh, they expounded on it to tell a well-crafted story. And not only is it a great story, you can interpret it, and that's what I really like. Really like in my screenplays is that you know it it lets it tells you what happened, but at the same time, it lets you uh, leave your imagination. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Alex Garland with Ex Machina just because of all the philosophical you know, complexities of the script itself. So, I have bad news for everyone. I am also going to choose Ex Machina, Alex Garland. Uh, that'll leave us in a tie, but I think since Kevin was the one uh, to pick something else, we'll let him uh, pick the tiebreaker here. I'm picking Ex Machina because I think it... It crafted new territory for the science fiction film, and it just wrote about the human race and artificial intelligence so, like, wonderfully, and it it gave me so many brain worms uh, that I just respect the screenplay for that so much. It's one of those screenplays that gives you so much to think about. Um, not that the end of the tour isn't, but Ex Machina gives me a lot to think about on a grander level. So, Kevin, how about you... Pick our tiebreaker between the end of the tour and Ex Machina. As you all have eloquently alluded to already, that these movies are both very dialogue-heavy, which makes them excellent candidates for this final choice between these two. Um, Both you can set aside and say they would be compelling to read alone, um, but they both also bring uh, hierarching themes. We talk about like the idea that something has to make you feel throughout the entire movie. And for that reason, um, and because of some of the excellent monologues throughout, I'm going to give Ex Machina my vote for uh, Best Screenplay. It really tackles some very, very heavy themes. Uh, It does make an excellent example of some things that we haven't quite seen yet into the future and also makes a compelling argument uh, across the board. So there's my vote. All right. So Alex Garland wins for Ex Machina for Best Screenplay of the 2015 A24 Oscars. Good job, Alex well Garland. Deserved. I know well you're listening earned. right now. Well definitely, deserved. definitely yeah. deserved. It's impressive that, to know that Kevin uh, was wrong on two votes for the same category. <laughs> Mind blown. Cool. All right. Fine. 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 All right. How about you, we go to Best Supporting Actor next? So, the five nominees for this category are Adam Driver in While We Are Young, 
Ewan McGregor in Son of a Gun, Michael Fassbender in Slow West, Ryan Reynolds in Mississippi Grind, and Bruce Dern as my favorite mailman in Cut Bank. How about we go to Kelly first for this one? I'm glad you reminded me which movie Cut Bank was. Just based on the title, I had forgotten which movie that it was yeah, that we had Bruce watched. Dern. <laughs> That's Bruce Dern. Yeah, yeah asthmatic great, but... most men. That's all you needed to know. Not a great movie, but I think he did great in it. He did do a good job. Um, similarly, not that I think that this was the best movie that I'm even looking at out of the list. Well, maybe I do, but it's not why I'm picking him. This character for me truly embodied the role that he was given. And that might be a hint if you remember me talking about what a great job I thought he did when we discussed this movie on that episode. So for me, my vote goes towards Adam Driver while we were young, the perfect hipster. He really (laughs) pulled it. And congratulations to him, regardless of the outcome of this episode. One nomination for Kylo Ren. All right. (laughs) Blaze, how about you go up next? Yeah, it's so funny. When we were sent the nominations, this was the one that I've been tossing over the most in my head. The reason being because all of these actors, they were the best part of their individual movies. Whether you like the movies or not, I feel like each one of them made their movies shine the brightest. You know, but when I really get down to it, I know I was the detractor uh, when we reviewed the movie, but there's just something about Ryan Reynolds and just his easygoing ways of, you know, he just effortlessly, his words just flow out of him like wine. I know I'm a big stan of his. His his portrayal as a degenerate, thrill-seeking um, gambling addict, well, he wasn't really a gambling addict, but you know what I'm saying. He just really just made that whole movie work for me. Um, so I'm going to give it to Ryan Reynolds, um, but that was definitely the... Anyone, anyone else could definitely uh, take it. I wouldn't have that strong of an argument. I'm going to scoot myself in the middle here. So, I am going to be with Kelly over there. Although this wasn't my favorite movie, I think out of all these supporting actors, Adam Driver, uh, he really he was the one that most transformed himself for me into this role that was given to him. And he, I mean, Adam Driver is kind of a hipster in real life, maybe, but... I, I, I guess he's actually a former Marine. Thinking about that background and just kind of where he comes from, like him turning into this like New York hipster, it it's actually pretty phenomenal that he was able to uh, get you to buy into this this much for this role. And this was also one of his earlier roles, too. I think Star Wars had come out at this time, but like uh, this was his kind of big foray into indie acting, and I think he killed it. So I'm going to pick Adam Driver in While We Are Young as well. Uh, let's go to Cole next. So, uh, no idea Adam Driver was a Marine. That blew my mind. Yeah. I had to do a quick Google search, and yeah, he joined, uh, he was 18 two months after 9-11 and mm-hmm. joined up. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but my decision on this category may surprise no one because I really, I really liked his performance. Uh, I'm gonna reiterate a lot of what you guys said. Uh, I mean, it's got to be Adam Driver. I mean, I, I love Ian McGregor as a person. He sometimes falls short acting, and uh, you know, and then Michael Fassbender is a great, phenomenal actor. Just was in a terrible movie called Slow West. Ryan Reynolds, I absolutely love him. Mississippi Grind, meh. 
And like he, he just portrayed Ryan Reynolds in that movie. And then Cut Bank is just all you need. <laughs> and Bruce Stern is just just forgettable. That's all so, you need. so give me give me hipster Adam Driver all the time. He he like found that line to be like so likable, but also so hateable at the same time <laughs> in that film. It just like drove me crazy where I was just like, I want to be best friends with you and then punch you right in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all my right, pick. Well, yeah. Last but not least, Kevin. What is your pick? My pick is also Adam Driver in Wild Wow. Wars. He uh, did all of the things that you guys said and more. He convinced me of his character, uh, what his morality was, what his goals were in the movie. I felt with him. I was motivated by him. I wanted him to succeed in the film as much as I wanted him to fail in the film. I was in, you know, engrossed in his performance from top to bottom. I think he did an excellent job. And there is not much more that needs to be said on that one. It's a, a clear runaway for Best Supporting Actor. Adam Driver did a wonderful job, and uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah. So Adam Driver in While We Are Young is your winner for Best Supporting Actor. Good job, Adam Driver. Hit me up sometime. Uh, we'll send you, you your award. Thank Give me your... for this award. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll Give, send it to you. Give us a call. Yeah. Just, just don't will... force choke me. Give you, like, yeah. Just or a, do. As a quick aside, <laughs> I think it would... <laughs> I think it would be so funny in like real life to have an award show to explain why everyone didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Like, these are all the reasons we didn't Unlike... pick you. <laughs> he was... Listen, Michael Fassbender played in a shitty movie. <laughs> Little too John Wayne there, got Michael a Fassbender. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just sitting there like, what? What did I? Do? A lot of movies we're not even going to talk about tonight. So. <laughs> All right, True. next Be up. Be glad you are on this list regardless. That's right. <laughs> We're mentioning your names. We are pretty <laughs> respected critics over here, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, world-renowned, in fact. I mean, at this point, we have to be the foremost A24 film experts. I mean, come on. Five. Oh, foremost. Got, okay, I'm like, yeah. we have five people. <laughs> foremost, and there's five of us. Yeah. That makes it funny. <laughs> I thought you were five going to say foremost. Foremost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I the don't know check shit about A24, so that's probably... <laughs> All Where right, well, the foremost this is a sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we will have Best Supporting Actress. And there are five great, phenomenal nominees for this category. The first nominee is Joan Allen in Room, playing the grandma in Room. Karen Pistorius in Slow West, playing, um, you know, the... One that the main character was pining over the whole movie, and yeah, it's Rose Ross. <laughs> Rose, Come on. yeah, Rose. Well, I'm not, I'm not mentioning all the character names, really. But I know, I'm anyway, just yeah. next up we have Amanda Seyfried in While We Are Young. Let's see if uh, she can win one also, as her co-actor Adam Driver is all, all already won one. After that, we have Sonoya Mizuno in Ex Machina, who participated in one of the best dance scenes in film history. <laughs> and we have Sienna Miller in Mississippi Grind, as my sister would say, the hooker with the heart of gold. <laughs> All right. I think I'm actually going to start out with this one. I am going to pick Joan Allen in Room, lady who is struggling with trauma, trying to find the fine line between struggling with her own trauma and dealing with her daughter's trauma. <laughs> uh, I, I think she 
did a really realistic portrayal of somebody that was dealing with that kind of heavy subject matter. So, yeah, I think she was phenomenal in Room, and uh, that's my pick. Up next, we will have Kevin. So I think on this list of of actresses, not that it is light by any stretch of the imagination, but there's not a lot of character to kind of sink yourself into when kind of looking down this list outside of a couple of uh, standouts, which we'll get to. I did really enjoy um, the silent performance of Sonia Mizuno in Ex Machina. I thought that was really excellent. She brought a lot to that movie across the board as a character that we actually should pay attention to. And on rewatches, it'll definitely be someone that I'll be paying a lot more attention to. Um, Kind of her interaction with our main characters and everything else. Amanda Seyfried in While We Were Young, we just talked about how Adam Driver was so successful with his character. He also had to have someone to kind of play off of in a lot of those scenes, and she did an excellent job in kind of supporting him in those as well. Um, Sienna Miller as the hooker with the heart of gold. We didn't get enough of her, really, for me to have too much of a standout um, in that circumstance. And then Karen Pistorius, the same thing. We kind of didn't get too much out of Slow West. Um, so for all those reasons, I do think that um, I'm actually I'm going to vote for uh, Sonia Mizuno and Ex Machina. That I kind of talked myself through uh, it. Um, she did a really great job. Uh, in, in a role that doesn't get recognized a lot because there's not a lot of words, even though it was such a critical part of the story. So, All right, Kelly, let's go to you next. So, Sonoya would be my very close second for the same reasons that <clears throat> Kevin just explained. Just, like, facial expression acting for a lot of it, too, is just, like, who who can do that? And she does it extremely, she's completely convincing the entire time. Uh, that said, I still want to go with Joan Allen for the same reasons that Eric is saying. She is not only given a great character with a lot of complexities, it's completely believable. There's a lot of different emotions going on for a character in that kind of position. She pulls it all off. Alrighty. Uh, Cole, let's go to you next. Like Kevin alluded to, none of these, there wasn't a lot of strong roles for supporting actresses in the films that we reviewed, which is is a shame, but out of the ones that, you know, we did review this year, um, you know, Room and Ex Machina were, were some of the best, and the Sonoya and Jonah were both very good at what was asked of them, and both did very different roles. But with that being said, I just feel like Jonah's portrayal, just Joan. Joan, sorry, Joan's <laughs> portrayal uh, of like the emotions and and the, all the conflicts that she has to deal with in in not a lot of screen time is it was done very well. So that's going to be my vote. All right, Boom. Joan Allen in Room has three already. Blaze, let's uh, finish us out here. Yeah, not to sound like too much of a broken record, I do have to agree with a lot of things Kevin said. If there was, like, most surprising actor how good they did on second viewing, I think uh, Sonya would have won it in spades because she did so much. She was so believable in, you know, being an android but still keeping human characteristics without saying a word. And that's, like, God, that's so hard to do. And, like, Kevin it has me, like, right on the edge right there. Uh, but, like... Joan Allen, like, I mean, in a movie where, like, it almost seems like every actor was out trying to do themselves and how believable they were, she was definitely, like, did her part so amazingly as the grandma. And as you guys all alluded to, like, um, you know, the the struggles and torments, uh, you know, she's going through with what happened to her daughter and her unknown grandson 
God, it just really moved me the entire uh, film that she was in it. Oh, gosh. God, Kevin, why'd you have to talk? <laughs> why'd you have to talk I, I, on this podcast I'm where sorry. you have to talk? I'm so sorry. <laughs> what a question. I'm, I'm very I'm very conflicted now. I like I like knew my answer, so I didn't have to like think about the other ones. But uh you know what? Since Joan Allen already won, I'm gonna give my vote to uh Sonia Mizuno just because she okay. did really well. There you go. Uh, but Joan Allen did is one B yeah. because so Joan, Joan Allen and Room will win this one with uh, three votes. But Sonoya Mizuno, if you're listening to this, we all really respected your work in Ex Machina. All right. Yep. Clap for Joan Allen. Good job, Joan Allen. Good job, Joan Allen. Wonderful actress. Clap. Clap for Joan. Yes, clap. <laughs> clap for Joan. All right. Um, next up, I think I'm going to stick with the actress category. So sadly, I, I noticed when I was making, the, I, I'm the one that made all these nominations. Uh, I obviously sent it to everybody um, to make sure that they were all cool with all these nominations. But sadly, there were not a ton of strong female roles in this year in 2015. There were there was two very strong ones, I think. And then after that, we didn't have a whole lot. In fact, there was like the end of the tour didn't even really have a uh, female lead at all, you know, and uh, of course, Amy is a documentary, so we can't nominate Amy Winehouse, but uh, I wish we could. But uh, <laughs> either way, our nominees for Best Actress for the 2015 A24 Oscars are Alicia Vikander in Ex Machina, Brie Larson in Room, Naomi Watts in While We Are Young, Alicia Vikander again in Son of a Gun, and Charlize Theron in Dark Places. Let's start out with Blaze because I feel like I've usually uh, we've been going to him last and making him pick the tiebreakers here or the uh, per yeah. usual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, just going that through this list, um, there was a couple duds for me personally. Um, that being Alicia Vikander and Son of a Gun and Shirley's Theron in Dark Places. I feel like both of their characters were underwhelming for completely different reasons. Julie Theron, she just, her heart just didn't seem to be in it, and the script just wasn't strong enough for her to lift a already lame duck character. Elisa Van Kander in Son of a Gun, I mean, to call her a character is almost like, you know, she was a one, she was a one-shaded, uh, you know, set piece for, to help drive the movie. But once we get into Naomi Watts, I think Naomi Watts did a very, very good job in portraying, you know, a motherless married woman in New York. <laughs> but the two main ones are uh, Alicia Vikander and Ex Machina and Brie Larson in Room. Uh, Alicia Vikander, like I said with Sonya, like, they're plain AI and you know they're AI, but they definitely keep like a creepy humanity about them. It's just like, it's so awe-inspiring and so moving. And then Brie Larson, whoo, man, like, I was not here to review this film and I'm very upset that I wasn't, but the entire movie and every scene that she was in it was heart pounding it was sweat inducing it was just like i've never seen someone put so much heart and soul into a role um as pivotal as what her role was so i am going to give the room its due this time uh i'm gonna give it to brie larson i feel really bad not uh alicia van kander did so amazing but brie larson literally brought me to tears so i'm going with brie larson Alrighty, Cole, how about you next? Um, this this uh, group of films and like this it's just not fair. I mean, it, <laughs> there's there's just no way we can't pick Brie Larson in the room. I mean, we all talked about it and and she just 
did such a phenomenal job in that film to invoke so much of emotion and to like make you feel like you're I don't, like watching like a real life person that went through this horrible horrible thing um i mean she acted her ass off it was phenomenal and and not to knock anyone else i mean like um alicia elise elisa or um i say alicia uh alicia. maybe we need to double check this but uh i i just say I think it's alicia vanderkin but uh she, no she, vikander i yeah. think but yeah, vikander yeah she's sweet or swedish yeah yeah she i mean she killed it in ex machina i mean she nailed the part but just going up against brie larson in the room it's just not fair to any of these people <laughs> so there yeah. that's my vote man i mean it's gotta be her yeah, I'll, I'll go next. Yeah, I think Brie Larson in a room, that was a performance of a lifetime. Not that Alicia Vikander didn't do a phenomenal, like, amazing job in Ex Machina, like, playing a android where you still have to show emotion when you need to to convince these humans to do things for you. That's, like, she had depth to that role, and I really respect it. But Brie Larson in room, like, she's playing a woman who who is a sexual abuse victim and you know, is going through all this trauma and she needed to bring a role of lifetime to this movie and she did it. And I have so much respect for that. And, uh, I mean, obviously she's known to this day now for, you know, playing this character too. Any big A24 fan, uh, you'll, you'll, uh, hear them talk about her performance in room when they talk about, you know, some of the A24 movies they love. So definitely going to give it to Brie Larson in room here. Shout out to Naomi Watson while we were young. Uh, Blaze kind of touched on it. Uh, she does get a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A nod, I guess, uh, for doing a good job making me feel uh, right along with her when doing some of the awkward moments. Uh, the ayahuasca trip was pretty entertaining. I think she had some pretty good uh, moments where she was interacting with Ben Stiller's character. And, of course, we just got done gushing over Adam Driver. And you need other people to bounce all of those things off of. And I think she did a great job in that. Uh, Alicia Vikander, of course, we've you know mentioned time and time again how it's a great job with all the physical acting, which was a huge part of her role in Ex Machina. Uh, but I won't waste too much time by, of course, giving my my vote to Brie Larson in Room. Like Cole said, she acted her ass off. It was a career launching role for her. Uh, she goes on to be an A list actor essentially after this. I mean, she's got Marvel credits now. She's a superhero, and largely in part of uh, her performance in this. Uh, room so yeah Brie Larson <laughs> alright Kelly are you going to make it a clean sweep yeah Brie Larson of course they're yeah. like no offense to these other women but yeah she completely embodied it and has many accolades because of her amazing performance and I can't disagree with any of that so Brie Larson for sure good job Brie Larson good Clap job for Brie yeah <laughs> I mean, if Haley Steinfeld had been nominated, maybe oh, you know, yeah. would have swung I mean, a couple votes. She did but... so, so fantastic. Bree, that was a very Gouda performance. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, cheesy. Uh, so cheesy. <laughs> Swinging a Swiss. <laughs> oh, ah. All right, Kelly's going to... Kelly's going to leave if we keep doing puns. So. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I hope the audience follows me. Let's go. Oh, yeah, we just lost half of our viewership yeah. because of start starts playing the playoff music. <laughs> All right, next up we have best actor for a 2015 
Best Actor in a 2015 A24 movie. We have five very good nominees here. I think this one will be our most contested, or I would say even, uh, nominee category. First up, we have Oscar Isaac in Ex Machina. We also have Dom Hall Gleason in Ex Machina. I'm going to just shortly explain. I think that they both got equal screen time and kind of were leads in this movie, which is why I picked them both to represent in this category. Next up, we have Jason Siegel in The End of the Tour. Not Jesse Eisenberg, even though Jesse Eisenberg technically was the main character in that movie, I also think Jason Siegel got equal screen time here. Jacob Tremblay in Room, the uh, child in Room. And Ben Mendelsohn in Mississippi Grind. So, first off, let's uh, let's hear from Cole. So, I'm, I'm going to kind of sound like a, a broken record from the last category, but, I mean, if you guys listen to our... Uh, any of our podcasts, but hopefully you you listen to the one about the room. Uh, Jacob somehow made me forget that he was an actor in this film. I thought he was just a child. I mean, he is a child, and that's what's even more mind blowing about his performance. Uh, but that's not to discredit like Oscar Isaac and Dom Hoggleson and Ex Machina both just like nailed like Oscar Isaac nailed that kind of like. He's he wants to he's he's here to show you something he wants to be your friend but you know that there's something wrong with him and there's a dark side. Ben in Mississippi Grind, uh, he has that phenomenal scene at the bar at the very beginning with where they're talking about you know how much money does he owe and he kind of like says you know puts his hands up and kind of says everybody and that really hit me emotionally. But the rest of the movie was kind of a, a, a downhill from that so. With all that being said, I also do love Jason Segel. I mean, who doesn't love him? But that kid just, I don't know how, I don't know what he's doing now. I should probably look him up. But he did just an amazing job in Room to the point where, again, I just forgot he was even an actor. I just thought it was just a kid that they found in a room. And they're like, Brie Larson, go in there and make a movie with him. That's what it seemed like. So that's, that's my pick. Alrighty, we got one for Jacob Tremblay in Room. Uh, I don't think the Oscars, the actual Oscars, have ever given an Academy uh, Best Actor Academy Award to anybody below the age of ten. So that we could be cutting new ground here. We shall yeah. see. And I uh, hate bl- kids. It, this, is, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I hate them. Hate them. <laughs> uh, Blaze, you go up next. Yeah, another uh, strong performances from everyone many different ways first of all i want to say i completely agree with cole about uh jacob trembley how like you there were times where you forgot that you were watching a movie and you really thought you were like a fly on the wall or a cct camera but a really good one and everyone else did a really good job in their own rights as well but uh, for me uh, oscar isaac is like just so fantastic um in ex machina he's like cole alluded to he's plays such a great sheep or wolf in sheep's clothing he plays a great tech bro and he and his monologues uh especially the drunker he gets the better they get and he just really shows like a raw side of humanity and uh again like i said with the screenplay dude do such a strong screenplay it lets the philosophy of everything that he's trying to create it, it lets it roll off the screen in such a unique organic way 
Um, and then just like, I'm sure Eric's going to say that dance scene alone, that should win an Oscar in its own right. <laughs> so it's just, he's just one of my favorite characters of all time, let alone a 24. So I have to give it to him. And that's not a disrespect, especially against uh, Jacob Trebley. But yeah, Oscar Isaac, uh, Ex Machina. All right, Kelly, you go up next. Basically exactly the same over here. Jacob Tremblay is amazing. Like, best amazing, amazing actor. Unfortunately, he's against Oscar Isaac and Ex Machina, who to me is probably my favorite actor of all the movies we watched in the last year. And the way that his character is... That bubbling under the surface, like, narcissistic, god complex, billionaire, mastermind, like, scheming, torturous like evil dude just but the way that he just it's this long slow burn of with a lot of hints that it's coming and that's all due to the way that he acted that character it could have been a total flop had he not done it the way that he did so definitely for me he's the one who gets that um that vote and i think i said in the episode too he's like the best tech billionaire villain of all time i think all tech billionaire villains and movies from now on are going to be taking notes from him <laughs> all right we got two for oscar isaac one for jacob trembley in room kevin who will you pick sometimes i dislike following you guys because it makes it harder for me to make my own opinion other times i really enjoy following it because i get to take awesome takes to add to my own in this circumstance, I'm totally torn because I have no idea which way I want to go on this, so I'm going to talk my way through it because I think you both <laughs> represent excellent points throughout this whole thing. Um, Jacob Tremblay absolutely is the reason that room works is because we follow our sympathetic lens through him. We are invested in his character as much as we are in Brie Larson's. It's the kid's success. It's the kid's life. It's the kid's health. It's the kid's everything that makes the viewer passionate about watching this movie. I think that performance alone is incredible for someone of his age to give the kind of thought-provoking moments that we get. But I also think that it's a result of the director's attention, the closed scenes, the um, settings, the cinematography, all the other things that made Room so brilliant amplified Jacob Tremblay's performance and made it that much more apparent. And of course, his age being a big thing as well. And we'll go back over this, but Ben Mendelsohn in Mississippi Grind was was excellent, and I love Cole's point, though, where we had that one scene that we all kind of touched on multiple, multiple times, but after that, it kind of left me wanting in a couple of places. Um, Jason Segal is also excellent, and he probably does a better job than most at, at portraying different people, um, and in this circumstance, Eric touched on it really awesomely during the episode where he really embodied uh, what we were looking for out of uh, out of our author. But at the end of the day, when you put Oscar Isaac up against Domhnall Gleeson and you have to kind of look at those two performances out of clearly what is one of A24's best movies ever, uh, Kelly said it best. We get such a complex character out of Oscar Isaac. We get something that the movie is trying to tell us throughout the entire thing without telling us it's going to happen and that we get from just his performance alone. It is thrilling. It is absolutely captivating from start to finish. He is the reason that the movie goes and the reason that we come back for it and the reason that it's just so damn brilliant. Oscar Isaac gets my vote uh, for best actor. All right. So 
I will go last but not least. I, I was definitely torn between Jacob Tremblay and Oscar Isaac in here, just like everyone else was. The thing about Jacob Tremblay, and it's like I, I hate to knock him for this. I'm not even knocking him, really. Uh, he didn't even have to... The director didn't give him the whole script because it wasn't even appropriate for him to read the whole script. He had to read the scenes he was in. And I, I got to say that it was because of the director that Jacob Tremblay was able to flourish in here. I, I think that he did a lot of great acting on his own, but the director kind of put him in this space and had to probably direct him very close up to get this kind of performance out of him. I'm not going to, you know, just say he's didn't act at all, but like uh, when you're that age, I would think that, you know, it takes a lot of directing to get that kind of performance. So I am going to pick Oscar Isaac and Ex Machina too. Uh, he is, in my opinion, one of the greatest villains of all time. He's Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, and Jeff Bezos all put into one. He even puts his own little touch in there, too. And it it's just like one of the most memorable characters that I can think of in an A24 film. So there it is. Oscar Isaac wins Best Actor for Ex Machina for the 2015 A24 Oscars. Put a little sprinkle A24 of Gates Oscars. in there, too. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a smidgen. A smidgen of Gates. Yeah, Gates, too. Yeah. yeah. All right, next up, before we have Best Picture, we still have Best Director. And uh, this category was actually, uh, well, you know, it's one of two categories where we were able to nominate Amy, the documentary, the only documentary that came out in 2015. And uh, that's where we'll start. Best Director, nominee number one, Asif Kapadia for Amy. Nominee number two, Alex Garland for Ex Machina. Nominee number three, Lenny Abrahamson for Room. Nominee number four, James Ponsalt for The End of the Tour. And our last and fifth nominee, Noah Baumbach for While We Are Young. I'm going to start out with Kelly for this one. Yeah, so I'm glad you picked me first because a lot of the things that you just touched on to get the performance out of Jacob Tim Tremblay uh, that we've been discussing are a lot of the reasons that I'm going to pick what I did. The choice of this director to give Jacob just a scene at a time is kind of what made the greatest performance come out of that kid, which then drove the whole movie. Uh, so not just that, but you have great acting out of every single character in this movie, undoubtedly. So even though it's not my favorite movie on the list, doesn't need to be, I think that the greatest performances came out of this one, and... I don't know what all entails right directly under the director. I sometimes attribute camera shots and camera work as well. I would give him points for this as well. Uh, so Lenny Abrahamson for Room gets my vote, though many others are a close second. Not to knock any of them, but for me, Room is the clear winner. For sure. Yeah, I'll follow up there. Uh you know, ditto everything Kelly said, like you had to have great directing in this to get these kind of performances out of the uh, actors and actresses in this film. But also the camera work in Room, it was the most noticeable out of every film that we watched in 2015. Like Ex Machina had, you know, some very good shots and cinematography, but like the camera work in Room played such a critical role in the emotions of the film. And that has a lot to do with the director and cinematographer. And so, like, Lenny Abrahamson, he, like, crafted this beautiful picture. Heartbreaking, dramatic, but beautiful picture 
and there was just so much bubbling below the surface behind the camera that I could tell that our director was doing. So I will also pick Lenny Abrahamson for room. Next up, we will have Cole. So when I, um, you know, initially kind of went through this list, I had an idea in my mind, but it's it's just it's so hard, I guess, to stick with it just because of the explanation. Because I guess you know the two that I'm deciding between is Ex Machina and The Room, right? Like those are two phenomenal films that were released this year, and both of them have very very good. You know, cinematography, directing, acting, like everything involved. Like they are the the whole piece. And like Amy is a phenomenal um, film as well, but it doesn't quite, I guess I don't, you know, the directing between a documentary and a film, the nuances, I guess, are lost on me because I'm not in the industry. So I don't fully know how much directing goes into a documentary. I understand there's, you know, the development of film and, and the pacing and cuts and all that stuff which which is directing but with room and ex machina i just i there's a lot more purpose i guess in a lot of things that i saw and i i think after listening to um your explanation for why jacob may have impacted me so much because of the directing this pushing me towards room and also, you know, reflecting on that movie, the her first half of that movie is all in one room, right? And it's one complete room that they physically built, and it wasn't a set. I mean, it was a set, but it wasn't like an open set. So it always felt claustrophobic, but when you kind of saw it from Jacob's, it was a lot bigger. And then when they return at the end, it's so small and so cramped. And like the way that they kind of show those two at the beginning where it's like this whole world and now when he goes back it's like holy shit this thing is 10 by 10 this thing is nothing uh very very well done so i think with that being said i'm gonna have to give it to room as well all right three nominations already for room blaze will you break uh from the pack oh man I need to just kill first because I always have like my set thought in my head and then you guys just are like, oh, great point, great point, great point. <laughs> and it's like, and then like Eric said, brainworms, brainworms occur. Uh, it's just like <laughs> stuck in my cranium. Um, yes, I think all of these movies were directed fantastically. So it was based on, you know, like which one was the best and which movie was better because of the director that was assigned to it. And I think that's, like, the key to this. Cole said, I think I was dead set on Alex Garland uh, coming into tonight. I thought that the pacing of the film and what he got out of his actors, like, the CGI that uh, Alicia Vanderkant... Vander... Vikander. 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 Alicia Vikander, who's a very famous person, so I don't know why I'm mixing up her name. There had to been like some sort of blue screen or green screen involved. The lighting in Ex Machina works. I think the tone, the camera angles are very, um, they're not super experimental or anything like that, but they all work in their own cool way. But, man, you guys got me on the room. I mean, you're in a 10 by 10 concrete cell for like half the movie. 
and it doesn't feel like it. It feels like everything is happening and like your world becomes that 10 by 10 room. And then we start talking about uh, uh, Tremblay, about how, you know, he was a great actor in the film, but, you know, what did he get out of from um, Lenny Abramson? And then same thing, with, I can think we can say the same thing with Brie Larson. I mean, Brie Larson is obviously an adult and she can act her chops off, but I don't think I've seen anything in her. She's done anything better since or, you know, before that. So, I, again, this is a real struggle for me because I had something in my head, but I, you guys have convinced me. I'm going to go Lenny Abrahamson in the room. All right. Kevin, you going to make this a clean sweep? So, Are you going to be influenced? It's going to be influenced. <laughs> so as the uh, uh, film noob among us, uh, best director is one of those categories that I probably know the least about. Uh, Kelly kind of alluded to it as far as what is the director responsible for? What exactly are they influenced on uh, and throughout the film? Is it all about the performance of the actors and actresses? Is it all about the way that the movie flows? I know the producer has something to do with it as well and all of those points. You all made excellent, excellent points about why the room was so excellent. Wow, I said excellent five times there. That was too many. Um, and I'm not going to echo those because you're all correct. Those things that the director brought to the film are what made us feel and what made that movie so brilliant. But I'm going to touch on what I feel is the best performance by a director, and I feel that comes out of Amy. The reason I feel that is because... Going into the film, you have a preconceived notion of how you feel about a certain person, especially a person in real life that you have actual emotions and things to attach to. Coming out on the other side of this film, not only was my opinion changed, but my emotions towards other people afflicted with kind of Amy's um, condition, and kind of my apathy towards celebrities. There's a whole range of emotions that kind of flowed through me during this film. And I, by the end of it, I was, you know, I was a mess. I just really was emotional, kind of feeling, um, not necessarily guilty about my role and what that is when it comes to celebrity worship, but just the entire idea of of her being a lost talent. And that movie just made me feel a lot, and I really enjoyed it from start to finish. It was a unique documentary, and I'm going to give it my vote for Best Director. So Asif Kapadia, you get my vote uh, for Amy. All right. So we only have one queen sweep so far, and that's Brie Larson in Room. Uh, everything else has had a se- at least one separate uh, vote. But the winner for Best Director is Lenny Abrahamson in Room. Poor Room. Not in, because not technically in it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's in a room he's right in, now. Yeah. He's in a room, yeah. He's probably in a room. Yeah. Could be outside. Could be outside. Yeah. <laughs> is the Earth is, one big room? Yeah, which is the world's biggest room when you think of it. It's the Truman Show. all right and now our final final award best picture the grand salami so here's our nominees first nominee is ex machina for best picture amy the documentary room the end of the tour and while we are young Blaze, why don't you start us out for this one? Yeah. Um, so this one, they're all extremely amazing films in their own right. Amy, like, I really liked what Kevin said about Amy and the direction that it went, how it made me change as a person on how I viewed another person at the end of it. When it comes down to it, 
Ex Machina has turned into one of like my favorite films ever. I, I saw it before, but upon rewatch and upon doing the podcast, I just can't believe how much I missed in that film. It was it's literally like a perfect bow on top of an amazing package. It redefines sci-fi of how we look at it modernly. Um, you know, it it's, reminds me of like Asimov, you know, and the way that it changed again science fiction and the themes in philosophy that it touched on i mean we feminism racism class you know what does it mean to be god what does life mean what does the the list goes on and on and on and it's a web and it just flows out into like all directions and you can pick literally probably every like frame of this movie apart and it's just so perfect. When we started this podcast, we talked, you know, about the recent heavy hitters such as Hereditary, The Lighthouse, The Witch. Actually, The Witch is coming up. This is one that kind of like, I feel like I didn't appreciate enough when it first came out. And I didn't appreciate it, it enough the second time I watched it. And this time changed my entire viewpoint on this movie. And this is one of those that need to be locked in the vault and... 10,000 years from now, our descendants need to rewatch this movie. It's that much of a game changer, in my view. So it's Ex Machina, clean sweep, no, no, no second guessing. <laughs> All right, we got one for Ex Machina so far. Cole, you go up next. Yeah, so, again, there's, um, in my mind, there's, there's like a top tier and a lower tier of the best pictures we have. End of the Tour and While We Are Young are both. I really liked those movies. And, like, End of the Tour was is one of my favorites that I watched this, you know, during this stretch of this year of the 2015, just from a, a personal. But I know that it, it, it lacks in some some areas that, that, like, Ex Machina and The Room really thrive in. And then Amy is another one that's it's it's a phenomenal documentary and really you know i was never a big music person i wasn't on the podcast during it and like i i've never dove deep into a lot of the lives of musicians and stuff but that documentary was phenomenal and like really shined a light on some very interesting and deep and emotional things that i did not i guess realize or expect but when i think about best best picture for like a full complete package i mean it's gotta it's gonna go to one of my favorite films of all time and one that i've seen many many times and i'll continue to keep watching and continue to force some people's throats that won't watch it is is ex machina i mean like just you know for i'm a big sci-fi lover and there's a lot of things that go into this film but just the the tension and the set design and the cinematography and the acting and the visuals, like so many things, they just they just nail it time and time again. So it's, Ex Machina is going to have to be my my winner for this for tonight. Okay, Kelly, I'm going to put you right in the middle here. <laughs> but I'm going to sway your opinions, I'm sure. Muhaha. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, there is a clear winner. I want to actually give a shout out to While We're Young. As we've been discussing it on this podcast, I'm realizing that I think I enjoyed that movie more than I thought at first go because I'm kind of reflecting on it and it was really memorable and it's a good film. I think it's going to get better 
as I get older too. Like when I rewatch that one day when I'm 40, I think I'm going to like it even more. So I just wanted to give that a shout out. But there's one movie on this list. Maybe you already know where I'm headed. But Blaze kind of touched on there's these huge, big questions that are raised. And Ex Machina makes you really think about a lot of big, huge things. I think that a best picture winner should always be kind of a movie as well that has like a rewatchability factor. Ex Machina for me, the few times that I've seen it already, I enjoy it more every single time. I don't know if I could say that for the rest of these movies, even though I did enjoy most of them. Actually, all of them. None of them as much. And it's not even my enjoyment that I'm necessarily giving this vote to. But that rewatchability, that I want other people to see this because it made me think about so many things. And not only that, it's a beautiful experience, not just because of the convincing acting and like the masterclass in acting that you'll be able to witness, but the soundtrack that supports it and the cinematography for me is almost like bar none. The color story from beginning to end is its own thing. You've seen those probably those posters where they take strips of a movie and then they print it out like top to bottom into like horizontal lines or vertical lines. This would just be like the most beautiful palette ever. I just wanted to call that out too. That's what makes it so artsy for me. And Blaze kind of talked about it kind of redefining the sci-fi genre. And I completely agree. It's this new artsy kind of sci-fi that I feel like Blade Runner almost got, but it was still too action-y. This one's a sci-fi that takes the action away and still is just amazing. So for me, Ex Machina. It's not even, I mean, it's it's an easy, easy victory, easy vote for me. All righty. Kevin, you go next. So to cut all of the suspense, I will not be uh, the divisive one in this group. Uh, I am <laughs> going to uh, not be crazy because, as you have all alluded to, we have witnessed a cinematic masterpiece in this year, and that is Ex Machina. I didn't know much about A24 coming into this. We've kind of talked about this a couple of times. But I did know of this movie. I knew a name. I knew it existed. I knew of an an aura and a, a uh, reputation that preceded it. So upon getting to it, you can imagine my excitement just starting it, but then finishing it and being able to look back and discuss it and dissect it and devour it. And I just, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of things that you guys haven't already said. Because this is without getting redundant. <laughs> We've mentioned it with our praises of Oscar Isaac. We've mentioned it with our praises of Alicia Vikander and the screenplay and everything else that goes into this movie. If any one of our viewers haven't listened or haven't watched this movie yet, uh, at this point, you probably should because it's truly a work of art and it's something that we're going to come back to as film lovers time and time again. So my vote goes to. Ex Machina, hands down. So here's a little uh, side here, aside. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to point out Kelly's beautiful Versace. Jo- oh, what? what's this? Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow. Oh. Uh, okay. Something just happened there. All right. <laughs> what just happened? Oh, my God. There's so much electricity in the <laughs> Time for another drink. I'm All right, going well, uh, to. I just slapped George. Sorry, guys. Um, 
<laughs> All right, well, my final pick uh, for best picture, it's going to be Ex Machina. What everybody said times 10. Uh, when I put this up there with, like, the greatest films of all time, I, I think it actually competes with a lot of them. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey is like one of my favorite science fiction films of all time and films of all time. And I try to think of a film that pushed a genre forward. Uh, very few films do that. You know, this is probably the 2010 to 2020 uh, envelope pusher in the science fiction genre. I, I can't appreciate enough just how rare a movie can be when you find that movie, you know? And the performances in here, the directing, the acting, the visual effects they did on a limited budget, you know, like also just how this all takes place mostly in one house. And it gives you so many brainworms, like I said earlier. Easy pick for me, actually. Like, Room was a phenomenal film, too, but, like, I I, I can't say that um, it pushed the envelope as much as... Uh, Ex Machina did for its own genre, for the drama genre, per se. So, there you have it. Ex Machina, clean sweep of the best picture category. Woohoo! Yay! And the worms ate into his brain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Pink Floyd reference. Can we say, can everyone say drama genre, like five times fast? Drama genre. 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 I also want everyone to know, when we record this episode, I'm on the second floor of our house. Eric's in the basement. When he had his aus- outburst just now, you all think you know what surround sound is, but you don't really know until you have headphones on, and then you also hear the voice of the basement coming all the way up to hit the second floor. They have a laundry shoot, too, so... Yeah. Okay, everyone, there was your 2015 A24 Oscars. I will read again the winners. Uh, For Best Picture, we had Ex Machina. Best Director, we had Lenny Abrahamson for Room. Best Screenplay, we had Alex Garland for Ex Machina. Uh, Best Actor, Oscar Isaac in Ex Machina. Best Actress, Brie Larson in Room. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, Adam Driver in While We Are Young. And Best Supporting Actress, Joan Allen and Room. So if you couldn't tell, Ex Machina and Room were probably the two best films of 2015, and probably the two that we would recommend for everyone to watch if you wanted to watch two movies from this specific year. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on this uh, journey this year. We will be taking a little break uh, until probably about January. We, uh, you know, we have we work in the afternoons. We have lives, and uh, we can't just be drinking and reviewing film for all of you guys all the time although we we oh, wish we man. could not yet so well, yeah. I, just, yeah. I just can't be reviewing all the time i can do the other part yeah well. rate yeah rate and subscribe us and uh <laughs> also maybe time, even man. uh yeah support you can uh, financially support us so there's mm-hmm. actually a button for that on <laughs> your uh podcast app and if you do that enough we can quit our jobs and just drink and review film all the time and uh, we'll all be very happy, as yeah. as will you. Don't so. you want to make someone's dreams come true? Yeah. Like, <laughs> subscribe. Like, and subscribe. And if you are listening to this episode, thank you very much. It means that you are a true fan, and you've watched probably all the 2015 A24 movies. So congratulations for your good taste. 
And if you'd ever like to be a guest on our podcast, how could they reach out, Eric? Uh, you can email us at a24otr at gmail.com and or just, you know, add us on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Just be like, hey, I want to be on here. I want to drink. I want to review films. And then you can, uh, you know, slot right in and we'll we'll have a list of films, you know, that you can be on because we actually already have some guests uh, planned for next year. But we would be very happy to have you on. Come hang out with us. It'll be fun. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.